Thank you for listening to the Ablaze Church Sermon Podcast. Our purpose at Ablaze is to love God, love others, follow Jesus, and tell others. If you are looking for a church home in the Tulsa area, we'd love to have you join us for worship on Saturdays at 6.30 p.m. or Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at ablazechurch.org. Listen to the words of Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. For Jesus, it's so important for you to get it right. What's first in your life? It should be the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We have a theme for the year, the whole year of 2023. It's up there on the wall. It's on the screen. First things. What's first in your life? It should be the kingdom and his righteousness. Now, we have a series that we have been in that will take us all the way to Easter. It is called First and Foremost in Overcoming. We started this series with the story of David and Goliath. Do you have a Goliath in your life? Well, how do you overcome the Goliaths? Well, David taught us that. The battle is the Lord's. I spoke to you the following week about how to overcome weakness with strength, his strength. You ever felt weak? Yeah. How do you overcome that weakness? With his strength. Listen to the words of the Bible. When you are weak, you are strong with the Lord. Last week, Don Cook was here and shared with you how to overcome falsehood with truth. Truth incarnate is Jesus Christ who says he is the truth. And we learn on Transfiguration Sunday that Jesus stayed. While Moses and Elijah had to go, they couldn't stay. Jesus could have gone, but he stayed to die for you and to die for me and to enable us to be overcomers. Today, I want to speak to you about overcoming evil with good. Overcoming evil with good. I want you to think about evil. <laughs> you say, what? <laughs> yeah, Pastor Dreyer is asking you to think about evil just for a moment. And I think what probably comes to your mind is evil out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know. The Hitlers of the world, you know, the Putins of the world, and those Russians, right? Well, it is Jesus who reminds us that there are two types of evil that we face. There are two evils. The first is inside of you and inside of me. And then there's the evil in the world, the playground, if you will, of the devil. Listen to the words of Jesus found in Mark chapter 7. Out of the heart of man comes evil. Hmm. Then he describes that evil. Evil thoughts, sexual immorality, Wickedness, thievery, debauchery, adultery, ignorance, 
foolishness. And he goes on and on in a list. Then he says, all that comes from within you and defiles a person. Oh, wow. That's a pretty depressing list. It's unimaginable sometimes what the heart can conceive when it comes to evil. And you hear about it all the time in the news reports, local reports, national, what people do to people. Now, I know what you might be thinking, oh, yeah, but that's them out there. Really? Does not the Bible tell us all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God? Now, here's the bad news. There's evil within your heart, unspeakable evil. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. Jesus came to overcome that evil inside of you, in your heart, and to overcome the evil in the world. He did that when he came to live with us, to stay with us, and to die for us on that cross and rise on the third day. You see, Jesus knows to overcome evil with good, it begins with you. And it begins with me in the heart. It's called being born again. It's when God comes to us in word and sacrament ministry, like baptism and the Lord's Supper, that's always connected to God's word, and he performs a heart surgery inside of us. Listen to the words of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 36, when he looks to the future and sees Jesus. He says, he will give you a new heart. He will take out a heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh by giving you a new spirit. What is that new spirit? The work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will send my spirit. What's the work of the Holy Spirit? To change your heart, to have heart surgery in your heart. You see, it's the Holy Spirit that comes into our life inside and changes us. The day you were baptized, you were washed. You were marked a child of God. The day you heard scripture for the first time, a work, a new work began inside of you. And the work of the Holy Spirit is to change your heart. Through the Holy Spirit, you see your own sin. You see God and you're humbled. You see the need of a Savior. And your heart begins to grow two times bigger, you might say, like the Grinch's heart, okay? And that heart is changed from a stone to a heart of flesh. Listen to the words of John. In 1 John chapter 4, excuse me, yeah, in chapter 4, he's talking to God's people, and he's talking about the Holy Spirit. And he says, now listen, children. <laughs> How do you like that? 
He says, listen, children of God, you have overcome. How is that possible? Then he explains it. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. <laughs> it is the Holy Spirit that overcomes the evil in your heart with good. God's goodness, the goodness of Jesus Christ who died on that cross for your sins. Greater is he not only that is in you, but also he that is in the world. I want you to imagine a book, okay, that the title is The Life and Times of Jesus Christ. Okay, you open it up and, oh, goodness. <laughs> wow, no sin. Then I want you to imagine book, The Life of Times of, you know, Don Cook. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> oh, wow. And you open it up and guess what you'll find? Yeah, yeah. Life and times of Jason. Whoa, wow. Sin after sin after sin. Oh. Now imagine Jesus coming, looks at the two books and rips off the cover of the life of times of Jesus Christ. And he looks at life of times of you and he rips them off and he reverses them and exchanges them. And so now the life of times of Don Cook, Jason, and Sean, you open up, oh goodness, wonderful things, no sin. That's what Jesus does for us. He justifies us. Listen to the words of the Bible. He, that is Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us so that we could put on the righteousness of God through him. The Father looks at us and says, wow, you're perfect. You're justified. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. With that new heart, we can face the world. With that new life, born again, now we go out into a very evil world, folks. That's called our sanctified life. And when you go out into the evil world, you know what God's plan is for overcoming evil in the world? With good. You are good in the eyes of God. And when we go forth, we are different than the world. And that's what Paul is really explaining to us in Romans chapter 12. And I'd like to po point out a few things of what he says about overcoming evil with goodness. I'm going to start with verse 17. Listen to what he says about us going out into the world. How do you overcome the evil in the world with goodness? Repay, in 17, no one evil for evil. When somebody pushes you, what do you do? Push back? It is Paul who says, no, do good. Don't repay evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable. The first thing is don't repay evil for evil. The second thing is be honorable to everybody. You know what the opposite of being honorable and respectful? Racism. Do we have a problem with that in our world today? Yes, do not be racist. Honor and respect everyone because biblically speaking, all men and women and children are created equal. Ever heard of that before? Verse 18, 
if possible, so far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all. <clears throat> Ever had a trouble with a neighbor? Ever had a trouble with a coworker, your spouse, a brother, sister, a relative? If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace. I know there's some people, it's a kind of a two-way street, I realize this. Some people say, speak to the hand. I want nothing to do with you. And there's nothing you can do to live at peace with them. But if it's possible with you, you are peaceful. You are honorable. You don't repay evil for evil. The fourth thing he says, do not take revenge. Listen to these words. 19, beloved, you are loved. You're the beloved. You're loved by God. Never avenge yourself. Listen to these words, folks. When somebody pulls in front of you, <laughs> you're driving, somebody jumps in line at Walmart, if you have an opportunity to revenge, do not take it, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. This is the promise he makes to you. You don't have to revenge. If an ex, an enemy, somebody at work mistreats you, let it go. Show them honor and respect. Do not pay evil for evil. Vengeance is God's. It's not yours. This is very difficult because when you watch TV, you watch movies, it's all about getting revenge, getting even. And God says, no, don't do it. To the contrary. Now, these are things that Paul mentions. Ready? Don't repay evil for evil. Be honorable to everyone. Live at peace. Don't take revenge. And be contrary. Yep, you heard me right. You be contrary to the world. Let me say it in another way. Don't curse it. Don't rehearse it. Don't nurse it, reverse it. When it comes to evil in your life done to you, don't curse it. You ever tempted to curse somebody? <laughs> don't rehearse it. Live it again and again and again. I can't believe this happened to me. Don't nurse it. Telling somebody again about it. Oh, let me tell you. Reverse it. To the contrary. Here it is. If you take anything home, you should take this home. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. What? If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. You know, on Ash Wednesday, we put ashes on our forehead and upon our crosses to remind us ashes to ashes, dust to dust we are. It's a very humbling thing in the Bible to put ashes on yourself to remind you that you should be humble before God. Well, burning coals is that next level. You will shame somebody by being good. Let me say it again. When you're good to somebody and they're evil to you, you will shame them. That's what that figurative burning coals on their head is all about. Eventually, they're going to go, wow, this has happened to me. You'll heap burning coals on his head, and here is the key. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with 
good. Don't nurse it. Don't rehearse it. Don't curse it. <laughs> Reverse it. You know, there's probably not a book or a chapter in the Bible where it's not, where you see, you, you, you see all this evil, not only in the heart of people, but in the world. Cain kills Abel, okay? Before the flood, what do we learn about the world? It was wicked and evil. Probably one of the best examples of don't repay evil for evil is King Saul, the Lord's anointed, okay, becomes evil, and now he's trying to kill David over and over again, and David gets a chance to kill him in a cave. You know what David does? Doesn't kill him. He returns evil or overcomes evil with good, and it is Saul who is shamed by that. Don't push, don't shove, love and hug. Chapter after chapter in the Bible, evil in the hearts of men, evil in the world. It, remember Pharaoh kills children, okay, babies. You go to the New Testament, Herod, okay, kills children in Bethlehem. Guess what happens today throughout our world? Children are killed every day in abortion. The ultimate, we see evil in the heart of man and evil in our world in these words. When Pilate washes his hands and the people shout, crucify him. Yeah. How do you overcome evil? With good. You know that Disney gives us a wonderful example of that? Have you ever seen the animated show or the movie or Beauty and the Beast? There's a prince, <clears throat> has a palace, and evil comes, and he's under a spell, and he becomes a hideous animal, okay? And he becomes evil. He becomes alone, and everything's bad, and that evil is spread to the townspeople, the village, and they treat him as evil. And evil goes around and around and around. And what happens in this story? Bell comes. And what does Bell do? The contrary. It is beauty, Bell, who loves the beast. What happens? The beast becomes beautiful. Yeah. Beauty loves the beast, and the beast becomes beautiful. <laughs> Jesus has loved us, beloved children of God. <laughs> Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't push. Don't shove. Hug. Don't curse it. Don't nurse it. Don't rehearse it. Reverse it. How do we overcome evil? What's God's plan for this world? You, 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 and me. It all began when he changed your heart, overcame that evil heart with his goodness. 
And we as a living, breathing church can go out and overcome evil with good. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.